Professional wrestling is the one true sport. Other sports have their share of intense dramatic moments, but nothing can compare with professional wrestling. Wrestling History X, where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches. I'm Matt. I'm a chicken wing on a string. And I am 420. Welcome to episode 129, the NWA ECW World Title Tournament. Extreme? Uh, (laughs) Maybe? So this tournament was a supercard produced by the NWA ECW. It was held on August 27, 1994 at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania with an attendance of 1,000 people. Always. There's always 1,000 people there. Sold there, out. There, 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 Sometimes there's 800 people. But most times like about 1,000 there's people. 800 people, there's still 1,000. <laughs> yeah. 800 paid. <laughs> but we're back in Philly as we are, it feels like, every other week. Yep. We are indeed. So we'll change it creative with this time. Well, you know, Philly has become the bane of your existence. Yes. Mine on some on some days too. So I had to do a little deep dive again, find out what foods are popular in Philly, because we're there sometimes three times a week. But yeah, I looked around, found the the list of usual stuff: the cheesesteaks, the Tasty cakes, the chocolates, the root beer. Uh, then I also found that Philly loves their tacos, and one place in particular jumped out uh, called South Philly Barbacoa, which is known for their lamb barbacoa taco, which made my brain tingle a little bit because I love me some tacos, and I specifically love me some lamb barbacoa tacos. And I know a place in town to get one here in Oklahoma City, uh, part of the Good Egg Dining Group, my family of restaurants. I went to Barrios Fine Mexican Dishes and ordered their lamb barbacoa tacos, which is lamb. I'm going to say there's some crispy onion on here, some Fresno chilies, uh, some cheese. What else am I seeing? Cilantro. Cilantro. And then some kind of a little barbacoa type sauce, I'm guessing. I didn't know that... Lamb barbacoa is a thing, but I guess you season you just season it the same way you would oh, yeah. the regular. Uh, I mean, it's just barbecue beef and let it go. Yep, low and slow, let those flavors mm-hmm. grow, and then you know, there's eat it. throw in some fucking oregano. Yep, uh, Barrios Fine Mexican oh, here in Oklahoma things. City, located over uh, on 10th and Hudson in the Midtown area. Uh, amazing tacos, amazing enchiladas. I love their hot chicken sopes. Their grilled pineapple tres leches cake is also kick-ass. Not to mention they just have a a stellar list of of drinks in their bar. So if you're in Oklahoma City or plan to visit, add Barrios to your list. I've never eaten here, and uh, this taco is great. And you said uh, pineapple, grilled pineapple tres leches cake. Yes. uh, My heart skipped a (laughs) beat. So I was like, oh, I know what I need to be doing soon. You need to go check out Barrios because... This is just a, a little sampling. Uh, with their the majority of their menu stuff, it comes with two portions of everything. So if you order their lamb barbacoa tacos, you get to 
they've got their uh, pork cheek tacos, which are also great. Their mm-hmm. carne malitas, their gorditas, uh, or why did I say gorditas? Their chalupas. You, you can't go wrong. The first thing I experienced at Barrios when I went there uh, for their grand opening was, I don't think they have it anymore, but it was called the Cheech and Chong. And it was kind of a, a tequila play on an old fashioned that came in this little smoking skull glass that had this ice cube that's shaped like a skull and yeah all hella cute it was great i'm gonna take a bite of this taco because i've been holding it and talking and it's about to fall out of my hand so here we go i already ate a whole taco it was very good before mm-hmm. i move for the pork cheek tacos are so good that, that's my favorite thing on the menu mm-hmm. and every time i go there that's what i get it has the best pineapple salsa, salsa. Mm. it makes it. me sad to think about the poor little piggy's cheek but i mean i'm mm-hmm. i eat pig Regularly, anyway. So, what am I even worrying about? I mean, well, if we're going to be using their it, bacon. You're going to have to do something with that cheek, gonna, anyway. They're going to use the it from. It used to be pork belly. Uh, now it's pork cheek. Well, one's mm-hmm. cheaper than the other. Yeah, but it's still very, very good. Oh, I, it's my just assumption. I mean, all all parts of the uh, pig are, you know, it's just a pretty it's delicious. A, it's a superior animal to murder and eat. Mm-hmm. Sorry, babe. Good <laughs> shit. And uh, Gordy, I think that was a, like a babe. Ripoff? Yeah. Never saw that one. But I'm a big fan of the Babe franchise. What about the Nicolas Cage movie? Oh, yeah, I loved it. I saw it uh, earlier this week. It was great. What? It's called Pig. Pig. Oh. It's very, uh, very good. It's Nicolas Cage, so I'm sure I'll see it eventually, but he's usually not at the top of my list. Oh, no, this is one of his good movies. This is not a... This isn't a Willy's Wonderland, like, trash can flick. This is a good movie. A lot of heart. Part of me was... Slightly heartbroken to hear that the uh, Tiger King show that he was supposed to be a part of is no longer happening. Yeah, I feel like everybody's like, we already got that out of our system. But something that happened right around the same time as this tournament, Natural Born Killers would come to the theater the same weekend. Cue the Rage Against the Machine. (laughs) I love that movie. I've watched it in forever. I haven't watched it in a long time. I quote it all the time. Or no, I can't think of it. <laughs> oh, I say stupid bitch in an accent all the time. Stupid oh. bitch. You know my father used to stupid call me that. bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know my father used to call me that. It's so messed up. The beginning, the opening of that movie is uh, so good and so upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a uh, wacky flick. That's usually about the point I get to and then I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to watch this movie anymore. <laughs> it's understandable. It's definitely not for everybody. Also the scene where she's like, that's the worst damn hit I've ever got. It's... it's there's some memorable stuff in there. Definitely not for everybody. And uh, yeah. it is also engaging to look at because they do a lot of different stuff. It's very stylized. Uh, Oliver Stone went all over the place in that movie. I can't think of any... I mean, I have not seen a lot of Oliver Stone's movies, but I don't think most of them get wacky like this. Most of them are like... There's Platoon and Wall Street. It's like those movies don't really do any stylistic yeah. changes. This thing's all over the place, but it's also written by Quentin Tarantino. So yeah. it's like... Kind of fun to see a Tarantino, like, script done, stylized, but in a way that he would never do. You know what I mean? I remember I was uh, starting my senior year the fall after this movie came out, and I was part of the drama club, 
and it was my turn to pick the movie that we watched at our little drama club, little get togethers that we had. <laughs> you pick this one. I picked Natural Born Killers because. And half of everybody was mad at you. Well, the majority of the people had never heard anything about it, and uh, I rented the movie, brought it in, and they were offended. We got they allowed you to show it. At well, school? we got about yeah, we got about fifteen twenty minutes into it. It was at night, so I mean, okay, okay. School wasn't in session. This was just a drama club meeting. Okay. On school premises. You got to about the um, father molesting his daughter yeah, part? We got to about there, and that's when uh, Mr. Bender, our sponsor, like, I was like, I ah. don't think this is appropriate. Like, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Shane was never asked to pick the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one's uh, Yeah, I wouldn't show it to a 12 year old or 13 year old. I mean, you know, um, it's that's rated, how old I was when it came out. Yeah, this one's rated <laughs> R for so a reason. That's why that's the part. Like, I should. Probably, I saw this in high school. I should probably go back and try and watch this because mm-hmm. it's it's something I've never watched all the way through. And because I mean, if you're a Woody Harrelson fan, this was his first Oscar nomination for Best Actor. I'm not so. a big Woody fan. I'm not a big Oliver. Like, I don't think there's an Oliver Stone. Doesn't even feel like, like an Oliver Stone movie. That I'm like, yeah, I really enjoyed that Oliver Stone movie. Like, there's none of them that I... Juliette like Lewis that. is one of those people forever that I always want her to play crazy because she plays crazy she better than <laughs> yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Seems like she played parts where she was molested a lot. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm thinking of Cape Fear. Yeah. <laughs> the 94... Or not 94, her but like that. Nom- her first Oscar oh, yeah. nomination. Yeah. Uh, and maybe one of robert de niro's wildest performances robert de niro with a southern accent makes no sense it's not particularly good but it is engaging and it that's a face that a southern accent should not come out of yeah just remember that performance <laughs> it's because fun. uh old dan spivey's gonna remind you of it here oh uh, okay sometime in the near future my favorite dan spivey yep he, he goes all kate fear early bray wyatt vibes wow one uh yeah just for a short time all right. Okay. Well, let's talk a little NWA ECW World Title Tournament. Let's do it. Let me give you some background for this tournament before we for this show before we start here. So, the NWA's World Title had been vacant ever since WCW had withdrew from the group in 1993 after the whole NWA didn't want Rude to win the belt. They wanted to keep it on flair. Yeah. NWA president Dennis Coraluzzo would propose a tournament to name a new champion. And Todd Gordon, the president of ECW, would propose that they host the show as they had the most exposure of any NWA affiliate at the time. It's weird to think that little ECW was the biggest NWO. NWA. Or, yeah, NWA. Whoops. Draw. It was WCW for a long time, and then it just kept dwindling down to yeah. smaller... JCP to WCW to WCW pulling out and territories dying the hardest death. Yeah. So, what we found is actually a DVD that ECW released covering this show. It doesn't cover the entire show that was shown... And it also includes matches that are on shows in the future. So we didn't cover those shows in the future. We stopped basically just covering the tournament. 
Yeah, so this is kind of like a like a one hour like like package for the world title yeah. tournament. Like I, I'm surprised that this isn't on the net hasn't been on the network. It it's not on like never. It's never been on it. The entire DVD has never been on the network. Ah. Like basically, they have the highlight that from this tournament that everyone knows about. Basically, that's the only thing that's ever been on the network from the show. Well, let's get started. As Joey Styles welcomes us from the Eagle's Nest, and he shows the bracket for the tournament, and it has some very interesting names on there. Sure does. One of the spots is a wild card, because Terry Funk had dropped out to face Public Enemy tonight. He was like, I'm, I'm having these issues with Public Enemy, so... Mm-hmm already been the champion i can get it again whenever i want it let's go take care of business first that's right we then get some promos from competitors it was a horrible horrible funk impersonation of i'm sorry <laughs> I failed you mike i can get the belt whenever <laughs> i damn well please but i've got some oh i was about to say nasty boys some public enemies <laughs> so dean malenko introduces himself going over how important the nwa title is he knows the other seven men in this tournament are incredible talents, but he is going to walk away with his dreams fulfilled. You may not know his name now, but it will be on your mind by the end of the evening. Because at this point, Malenko had basically just been in Japan. Mm-hmm. Really hadn't made a name for himself in America at all. Yeah, he's a full baby face putting over all the talent, but saying, but I'm going to do my damnedest, old daddy Dean. We then get Too Cold Scorpio hyping up the tournament. With you mean hi- Scorp Doggy Dog? <laughs> Has highlights going on while while he's talking. And there it is. And then we get mm-hmm. Paul E. Dangerously. And this is what he had to say. What do you tell the people? Do you explain to them that the NWA was the first organization to ever crown a world heavyweight champion all the way back in 1905? Explain to them that it's common knowledge that the NWA wants to have the third World Heavyweight Championship. That the WWF has a World Heavyweight Champion in Brett the Hitman Hart, who defends his title all over the globe. That WCW's World Heavyweight Champion Hulk Hogan next month will be traveling all over the world to defend his title. Then to explain to the people that the NWA wants to step up to the plate, wants to compete with the WWF, wants to compete with WCW. The NWA knows that after a year of politics, diplomacy, and lawsuits, threats, boasts, and brags, and backstabbing among the promoters, that they have finally come together to unify and declare one man the best that wrestling has to offer. The NWA's World Heavyweight Wrestling Champion. To sit there and try and analyze each of the eight men involved have different motivations, different reasons for wanting to be champion. Be it Dean Malenko, who has something to prove to his family. Be it Scorpio, who wants to provide something better for his family. Be it Shane Douglas, who wants to prove something to the world. Be it Benoit, 
the protege of Dynamite Kid, who just wants it for the personal satisfaction to know he is the best wrestler in the world today. Do you want to think about Osamu Nishimuri, who wants to go back to Japan with the world's heavyweight title and achieve the recognition that's only been achieved in New Japan Pro Wrestling by guys like Antonio Inoki and Masa Chono and the great Muda? I mean, you go down the list. How about the Tasmaniac? I mean, if you ever doubted his authenticity, step into the ring with him and try to block one of his suplexes. When he gets his hands on you, he will earn your respect. I guarantee it. Is it the mystery man, the wild card, that no one seems to know who this joker is? Is it going to be 911? No! His motivations are just that I want to control the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. So many things to say to you people. So little time to postulate on the virtues of the next man to be crowned the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. I'm sitting here. Do I call someone to ask their opinion? How do I express the importance of this show? Do I sit here and tell you that the public enemy is going to fight the most hardcore tag team that has ever been together in the history of wrestling in Cactus Jack and Terry Funk? Do I have to tell you that Terry Funk hates Public Enemy so much that he backed out of the tournament just to get his hands on them. Terry Funk hasn't been NWA champion since 1976 when he submitted to Harley Race, and he's wanted it back ever since. That leaves one spot open, and the other seven men are grateful that Funk isn't in it. Each of them wants to represent professional wrestling going into the future. What do I need to tell you people? What do I need to tell you to let you know the importance? This is what I have to say. Professional wrestling fans all over the world, the hell with you. This comes down to me, and I don't like what wrestling has become. So what do you do when you're in trouble? Do you pray? Or do you call someone for help? I'm reaching out to the Messiah of the wrestling world and I will bring you the savior of professional wrestling. The whole world will call 911. Choke the choke slams around the world. <laughs> choke slams for, for, for you. For, your, for every man, woman, and child. <laughs> it's like 911. I mean, obviously, he's been over, but I when he got to the end of that and he said 911, I was like, yeah, I get it, but I also don't get it. Yeah. We then get Shane Douglas with Mr. Hughes. He's hyping up the tournament with highlights behind him, but he does have these words to say. I grew up watching wrestling, hearing the stories about all the greats. Now tonight, my heart will have to stop beating to not leave as champion. Mr. Hughes chimes in that he doesn't need women or money. He just needs the franchise to win the title. Uh, Mr. Hughes' promo was good. I was like, that's a true friend right there. Oh, yeah, but I, Mr. Hughes had some personality. It blew my mind. I yeah. thought his promo was really good. It was crazy. I Maybe I should have wrote that one down. Yeah, too. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. Douglas then tells Hughes that 911 is in the tournament. So Hughes gets all pissed off and says that 911 will go down. 
with with the side slam, baby. And we go to our first match. Doink versus nine one one in a first round matchup. Wait a second. Was <laughs> Doink in the in the original bracket? Doink. No, he's a wild card, man. Oh, nine one one. I for a second I thought nine one one was a wild card. I forgot. Yeah, no, it's Doink's a wild card. Sure is wild. But it's also the first time we've seen Matt Bourne, who played the original Doink the Clown, since SummerSlam nineteen ninety three, all the way back in episode one hundred. Damn. I missed that version of Doink. His dark, good, creepy... Good Doink? Yes, real Doink. Good mean Doink. So Kill the Clown and 911 chants ring out through the arena as 911 goes for a chokeslam. Oh, surprising. Only for Doink to slide underneath him, slap his hand away, but then runs right into a chokeslam. This is hardcore. The crowd wants another, so 911 picks him up and chokeslams him twice more. For the pin, and, and the win. win. Up and down goes Doink the Clown. Post-match, Paul E. gets on the mic and says, This isn't a freaking circus. This is ECW. And I'd ask you, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> the elephants. Oh, Mr. Hughes is here. <laughs> That's right. You just said he had a good promo, but... I have to prove more than that. Joey is then back up in the Eagles' nest, and he welcomes us to the NWA. I mean, Eastern Championship. I mean, well, you'll know what he means by the end of the show. Yeah. He also informs us that, you know, it's uh, one clown down. Bischoff and McMahon remain. I love when they throw the shade and actually do the name drops. It's really great. So we go to our second match. The franchise. Shane Douglas... Versus the Tasmaniac in a first round matchup. We join this match in progress as the Maniac hits a T-bone suplex. Goes for a vertical suplex, only for Douglas to float over and rolling up Taz with a handful of tights. For the pin. And And the win. Just getting the finishes here, it looks like. Yeah, the next few matches, that's all we get. Third match, Two Cold Scorpio versus Chris Benoit. In a first round matchup. Sounds like a fun matchup. Yeah. Matches in progress as Too Cold seems to be in control as he's headed to the top rope. Only for Benoit to meet him there, taking him down with a superplex. But Scorpio grabs Chris's legs to stack him for the pin and the win. That one kind of surprised me. Me as well. <laughs> I, guess, uh, I guess they're all in on Scorpio. They gave him some big spots since he's been in ECW, and this is Chris Benoit's... I mean, he may have been done a house show or something, but this is uh, our first scene. I mean, Benoit's here. probably still a Japanese guy at this time, yeah. so... Yeah, him and Malenko just came over here to do some spots, see their family or whatever. So our fourth match, the franchise Shane Douglas versus Dean Malenko in a semi-final matchup. And Malenko had beaten Osamu Nishimuri... To advance. He's like the only guy we don't see yes. in any of these clips, which is a bummer. I was like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know anything about him. Yep, I was kind of thinking that same thing. I didn't know if he possibly went on to become somebody more well-known eventually, but... Not that I know of. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, I actually don't know if we ever see him or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We join this match as Dean telegraphs a back body drop, allowing Shane to kick him and deliver a pile driver. 
Well, that'll do it. Douglas then picks him up for his second pile driver. Well, that'll do it. <laughs> makes the cover. And we assume gets the win as it cuts away before the three count actually happens. I mean, two pile drivers ought to do it. Okay, so technically Malenko is undefeated. <laughs> we then get our fifth match. 9-1-1 versus two cold Scorpio in a semi-final matchup. The match is started with two cold running the ropes, using his speed on 9-1-1. Taking him down with a flying shoulder block, goes for a crossbody. Only for 911 to catching and gorilla pressing down to the mat. 911 grabs too cold for the choke slam. It's a real big one. We know that uh, Scorp Doggy Dog can jump. Driving him down to the mat when all of a sudden Doink is at ringside pummeling dangerously, causing 911 to jump down to the floor and choke Doink. Then another person is hitting 911 with the chair. And Joey tells us that it's Matt Bourne. But isn't he Doink? More short more double doink, more double doinks? <laughs> more chair shots from Bourne. Then Doink comes to help when Matt pulls the clown's wig off. And it's Shane Douglas! <sighs> that dastardly bastard. Pretty sick. The bell rings and the announcement is that 911 has been counted out. So two cold Scorpio would advance. Yeah, this was fun and done well. Cute little, cute little thing. Agreed. Yeah, I saw I saw Doink come back out. I was like, "What are we doing? Yeah. Like, this is probably just a one-off, right?" And like, <laughs> and then it's actually Shane. I was like, "Okay, yeah, I like this." So we get our sixth match: the franchise Shane Douglas versus Two Cold Scorpio in the finals for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. One fall to a finish, baby. The two men. Are cautious with each other early on until they start re- mat wrestling with each working the legs of the other. Franchise sucks. Franchise sucks. The entire locker room is actually around ringside to catch the action. Ah. We get a sunset flip for a two count by two cold, but the franchise comes back with a slap to frustrate Scorpio. Only for two cold to return the favor, following with chops, snapmares, a knee drop, and a somersault leg drop. For a near fall. So I'm glad you mentioned the uh, locker room coming around ringside because I kept looking, going, I swear that was Jason. <laughs> that just walked, yeah. yeah. I thought that was the sexiest man in the world. <laughs> Scorpio looks for a suplex, but he changes it into a small package, which is countered and reversed multiple times by the two men, all for two counts. Shane takes control with knee lifts, stomps, sets too cold up on the top rope trying for a superplex, but it's countered into a front suplex to knock Douglas to the mat. Scorpio then flies off the top with a crossbody for a near fall, and he begins to wear down the franchise with a headlock, only to be escaped with a back suplex. And at this point in the match, I'm like, damn, this is really good. Mm-hmm. This is really good shit. Shane sits down in a camel clutch, only for too cold to lift him up into an electric chair, dropping him down. Scorpio with a leaping clothesline and goes to the apron for a slingshot splash for a two count. A body slam and then heads up top for a missile dropkick, which sends Douglas out to the apron. It's a big ass dropkick. He could have fucking touched the top of the building. Followed by a two cold baseball slide that sends him out to the floor. Scorpio runs the franchise into a guardrail, which he flips over into the crowd. 
Too Cold follows out where Shane is slammed into chairs before being tossed back to ringside, where he tries for a suplex, only to be blocked and reversed into a front suplex onto the guardrail. Gut to the steel. By Douglas. Back into the ring, the franchise brings Scorpio in the hard way, makes a cover for a two count, then hits a turnbuckle smash, forearms across the back, but Too Cold reverses an Irish whip only for Shane to leap up and off the middle rope with a crossbody, which Scorpio avoids. Tombstone pile driver by Too Cold and goes up top for the moonsault. Calls for the end. Only for Douglas to move out of the way. He then grabs Scorpio for a belly-to-belly suplex. For the pin. And, and the win. And new! <sighs> was a perfect wrestling match. <laughs> Post-match, Too Cold would take the mic to congratulate him on the win, but telling him that there is a target on his back. On your, I will be on your ass. <laughs> the franchise would return the respect for Scorpio, but then he had this to say. I stand here before God and my Father in Heaven tonight, as I said I would be, World Heavyweights Champion. In the tradition of Luthez, in the tradition of Jack Briscoe, the Briscoe Brothers, of Dory Funk Jr., of Terry Funk, the man who will never die, as the real nature boy Buddy Rogers, upstairs tonight, from the Harley races to the Barry Windhams to the Ric Flairs, I accept this heavyweight title, wait a second, wait a second, of the fat man himself, Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> this is it tonight, Dad. God, that's beautiful. And Rick Steamboat. And they can all kiss my ass. And he throws away the belt. Joey's asking, what the hell is he doing? But Shane continues. Because I'm not the man who accepts the torch to be handed down to me from an organization that died R.I.P. seven years ago. The franchise is the man who ignites the new flame of the sport of professional wrestling. He grabs the ECW title. Tonight... Before God and my father as witness, I declare myself, the franchise, as the new ECW heavyweight champion of the world. We have set out to change the face of professional wrestling, so tonight, let the new era begin. The era of sport of professional wrestling. The era of the franchise. The era of the ECW. 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 Chance break out across the crowd as Too Cold gets back in the ring and takes the mic again, shaking Shane's hand before saying something which can't be heard. But then Flair is dead, Chance start up. Flair is dead. Flair is dead. I mean, if you go back and listen to our last episode, Flair kind of got killed yeah. uh, recently. So, you know, they're not uh, wrong. He got killed in, in a way. We then get an interview with Dennis Coraluzzo, the NWA president, in the back. I'm on my way to have a meeting with our board members. What happened tonight was a disgrace. I'm disappointed in it, but Shane Douglas is the NWA champion. He threw the belt down. He had no right to do that. Remember that ECW is an NWA member and under our jurisdiction. Shane Douglas is our champion, whether he likes it or not. We will take care of the situation and possibly could have both belts stripped from him. Because he doesn't deserve either. Joey then sends us to video of Todd Gordon, president of ECW. And 
And I know this aired actually at the beginning of a hardcore TV two days after this show. I listened with great interest to the NWA board of directors that they have the power to force NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling not to recognize the franchise Shane Douglas as the world heavyweight champion. Well, as of noon today, I have folded NWA Eastern Championship Wrestling. In its place will be ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling. And we recognize Shane Douglas as our world heavyweight champion. We encourage any wrestler in the world to come to ECW to challenge for that belt. This is the ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling. Changing the face of wrestling. Oh, it's not a lie. We then get Public Enemy in the back. And they're, like, there's a big flag that says... ECW Eastern Championship Wrestling and they spray paint over Eastern slowly and then then add extreme (laughs) to the flag it's all in real time like you would think that they would like have him spray paint like half the word and then start the promo like in but he does the whole thing Uh, and I will say that Rocco even gives you crap for it yeah like they do it's a good it's a good promo like they you know they, they do a good job with it if you thought we were hardcore before, now we're gonna take it to the extreme. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pull out, bring out the Fago. We're back in the back again, and the franchise is being interviewed by some reporters. I knew one day I would be world champion as a wrestler. No entertainment, no actor, no person who goes does a sitcom, comes back, tears his shirt off. I said from day one as a wrestler. Cactus Jack would then join him to congratulate him while also mentioning he was the ECW Tag Team Champion. So as I mentioned earlier, not the entire show was not shown. But before that main event of Shane and Too Cold, Public Enemy was supposed to face Terry Funk and Cactus Jack for the titles. Terry Funk would have some travel issues from Iowa, where he was at Clash of the Champions. Yeah. So... Cactus Jack's tag team partner would be Mikey Whipwreck. Oh, love it. Oh, Mikey. And they would win the tag team championship. Love it. (laughs) I want Mikey to hold all the belts. Cactus Jack would then make a challenge for the world title before leaving. But then Shane would keep going. Todd Gordon bucked corporate America, told Ted Turner to, you can take the CNN towers and shove them where the sun don't shine. He looked at WWF and said, you can take that cartoon and flush it down the toilet, but if you put on ECW and you see what the hat says, hardcore wrestling. The Japanese know what hardcore wrestling is all about, because there's nothing fake about Japanese wrestling. There's nothing fake about hardcore ECW wrestling. We then cut back in front of the flag, and Douglas and Doink are there cutting a promo. They're buddies now. Oh, yeah. When I first saw Doink, he was everything I hated about this profession. The gimmick, the cartoon atmosphere. Yet when I looked at it, there was something deep down under that makeup that I couldn't turn away from. There was a man under there. In fact, the best kind of man. A professional wrestler. Polly and everyone said that this was no circus. No circus indeed. But I can clown around and I can still kick your ass. 
You want to swing sticks, you want to swing chairs, and I can still kick your ass. You want to go nuts? I bet on your chin. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> on your chin. <laughs> All right. But bottom of the line is I'm here and you're not. It's like, well, you got fired, bud. This doesn't pay as well, but good job. We buried the NWA, RIP. Let it die like it should have long ago. It never should have been resurrected. But here in 1994, I stand before you as the resurrection of the sport of professional wrestling. I am the genesis of new society, burying what we called professional wrestling as entertainment, as a cartoon atmosphere. I began the transformation with the epitome of a cartoon to the epitome of a man. Pointing at Doink. I stand here as the ECW heavyweight champion of the entire world. It says it right here, Extreme Championship Wrestling. We have taken wrestling to where only others have dreamed about. We've taken it to the outer limit, where people have decided to walk among the crowd. We've decided to soar with the Eagles. If you want hardcore wrestling, if you want the best professional wrestler in the world, tune in to Extreme Championship Wrestling, because as the franchise, as the ECW World Champion, I declare the world a professional wrestling before 1994, R.I.P. And we go to black. I wanted to do an eagle sound, but then I realized that I couldn't do an eagle sound, so I didn't. But then I was thinking about, <laughs> yeah, but then I was thinking about you adding the eagle sound in, <laughs> and it, I had to hold back my my giggle. So I ask you, gentlemen, what are your overall thoughts of the N.W.A. E.C.W. World? Title tournament. Hey, Shane Douglas, the fucking man, uh, and Tim and Too Cold had, like I said, I think maybe the perfect wrestling match. It was fucking Short quick. List? Quick. I mean, I loved it. It was quick. It was well worked. Everything made sense. It was clean. Didn't outstay its no schmas. It was. It was beautiful. Am I wrong? Was there no? Too cold, Scorpio, mess up at all? Not, not one that was noticeable. All right, I was, I was, making I sure. I was, it, was doing, yeah. it was great, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that this was they a, slowed a, it down a little bit. Exactly. He didn't. He wasn't in there with Sabu. He was in there with Shane Douglas. There's a big difference. Sabu has one brain cell, and it moves very quickly. Shane Douglas is a man with his faculties <laughs> and professionally trained. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't train on a trampoline. Yeah, I mean, a lot of promos. The little bits of matches that we got to see looked good, and it made me want to kind of hopefully find them sometime down the line just so I can see more than the the 20 seconds that we yeah, got. I'd like to see them. a little bit. I mean, Malenko had two matches. I'd like to see what was in there. Yeah, I'd like to see the whole Benoit match. pre-WCW Malenko match. Like, this is, literally feels like some of those Japanese shows that we've yeah. that we've watched where it's like, all the action looks really good, but we just wish we could get a little bit more. I am so glad that we had the full title match, though. Yes. Because yeah. I think it was, like, I don't know that it was incredible, but it was just so, everything about it was correct. Mm-hmm. Everything about it just, like, felt, like, right. And I don't really have anything to complain about, It's which is, yeah, awesome. I mean, we finally have made it to that moment. Oh, they said it a lot. How many times did we say extreme? <laughs> Which is basically what the show is remembered for. The one full match we've all said really good. Yes. I mean, it's it's right that like if we put it on our short list, I wouldn't be angry about it at all. 
It's the it's like what I want. I want every match to be that like solid, and this one yeah. was had more weight to it because it was four belt, and uh, because of that, you know, like there was a nice clean finish. And the plethora of promos on this show, from Dean Malenko introducing himself, basically, yep. Polly Dangerously, like that Polly Dangerously promo that he cuts at the beginning. Like I was just so pumped oh, for yeah. what was coming. Shit. Like even though you... even though I knew what was coming, like I was still pumped for what was coming. I gotta give coming. you props for that promo because yeah, I mean, hell, friend. Michael and I both fumbled on our first couple words. I know. And you did this entire. It was a whole page. fifteen page thing that you know. I think you got tongue tied right towards the end. So nicely done. Yeah. And then Shane Douglas, great promo. Like those, just like putting over the importance. Of, I mean, we've all seen that promo in the ring, yeah. throwing the NWA title down, like changing the world of wrestling in that moment. Yep. Yeah, it might not like, have been a in, huge NWA, deal at the in, time, but it goes on to be a huge deal. NWA, at that point, was still a name. That moment destroyed the NWA. Yep. And it, we literally, we will see the world title in a a few weeks, we'll see another tournament being done in another small NWA promotion to name a champion. But literally, that's the last time we will probably hear anything about the NWA until 2000. Like, whenever they invade the WWF. Really? Yeah. It's that long? Um, yeah. Is it's, that like se- it's like seven years, I think. Is the uh, other tournament is Smoky Mountain thing? It is. Oh my god, I'm excited. So... That's the reason why this moment is oh, just no. such a... Are we going to get Dr. Death, Steve Williams as the NWA <laughs> champion? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I don't know either. But I, I mean, either, I, but I don't want it to happen. I trust say. Jimmy. I'm down for some Smoky Mountain. Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? All right, fuck you. I think it's time we smark it up. Smark. So what are some of the best moments? I mean, I, I kind of went over a bunch I mean, of them. All, just... all the promos are solid. Dean's is kind of cute because it's just like, he's kind of stiff and he's just like, really it's like, basically like him talking. I really like Doinks. Yeah. Doink, yeah, Doink was really good. And I like the thing where he's like, yeah, I may have been a clown and maybe I can be a goofy son of a bitch, but uh, I'll also kick, I'll your, kick your fucking ass. ass. <laughs> and, like, and, you, and you believe him? Um, I mean, I, I think we were all in agreement that the Matt Bourne Doink character was, was always good. Always good. Oh, yeah. Matt yeah, Bourne, just, I mean, as great as he is at Doink, it just makes me sad that we may have missed out on some sort of greatness because if he can be that as an evil clown or if he can be that as he was on this one where he's only got a little bit of makeup. I just remember that first time we saw Big Josh and I went and I rolled my eyes so hard. Yeah, dude. On him. Big Josh is the best but wrestling I mean, name of all time. It's the best. He, he, it's the worst. he grew on me completely. Yeah, I, I, I'll admit that. I, I remember. Put, I was I was down for the log roll. Yeah, the log roll. <laughs> I'm team so team log roll. Yeah, I couldn't get behind Big Josh. <laughs> I just liked it because it was Matt bad. Warren, I don't like it was good. I could totally see him being a a monster heel. You know. Over yeah, he could have been a te- he could have been a technician. Yep. Not to say that he isn't, but that's not how he was presented yeah. in any of any and of I the two characters we've seen. Holds for him in ECW, so who knows? I'm not quite positive myself <laughs> either so we're gonna find out as we go how about most disappointing i mean I, 
Not being able to see more of the matches. Yeah. I mean, that's always disappointing whenever that happens. Yeah. The fact that we're still hanging with 911, but I know he's not going to be around forever. Before I gave this to you guys, I had not watched this, so I didn't know what was on this. I literally thought it was the entire show. And so when... You started watching it. We got to, like... It started doing the promos after the after the title match and everything. And I was like, this tape has to have the tag team match on it, right? I, I know. Was like, That's what I like, it has to have it on it. It's like the only other match on this entire show is that tag team match with where Mikey wins the tag team belts. And I assumed like, it was going to be there. And then it ends up cutting to some other Shane matches from future shows. And I'm just like, no. I literally almost... Called you guys and was like, okay, because they show the tag match on an episode of Hardcore TV, and I almost was just like, okay, we're adding this Hardcore TV match. to this episode. Just, this, just watch this match. <laughs> but I decided not to. Yeah, I mean, uh, did you watch the match? I have not. Okay, I'm curious if it's uh, good, but I would have liked to see it tacked on here somewhere. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I most because I, I think I wanted to see that match, and I felt like it was gonna be. It's going to be on this show. Yeah. I also kind of, I didn't know that Terry Funk didn't make it. So that Mikey Whipwreck thing is news to me. I just assumed that he made it. And that's why, another reason why I thought it was weird it wasn't there. Because it's not only Cactus Jack, new to ECW, but it's Terry Funk, who's, you know, Terry fucking Funk. Yeah. Best performer? I mean, Shane. It's Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas. Yeah. He, he pulled the best possible match out of two cold I mean, scores. They, yeah. they, they, it's they, either they were... Shane Douglas or it's Paul E for that promo. I mean, they were calling Shane Douglas the franchise before this, but this moment is, I feel like, is yeah what gave yeah. the the but, meaning behind the franchise. Basically. I mean, the last sentence of my notes just says, uh, "Damn, that was good." It's like <laughs> so, you know. I was feeling good when I finished oh, this. How far we've come from those first terrible, horrible, bad shows. Don't spit on the name of Sal Balama. Sal Balama spits on himself. Everyone's favorite pizza delivery man <laughs> and and part time wrestler. I mean, Slash is that what's most surprising about this show? Is that that championship match is so good? Yeah, I mean, is I is it Doink showing up? I mean, is it's it's, it's the, the entire time. show has lots of moments. Surprising I mean, the Doink showing up, the fact that Two Cold Scorpio was in an NWA Heavyweight Championship match that was amazing, and he didn't fuck up once. Even more surprising um, than Two Cold was the Malenkos and. And, Malenko, and, Benoit and Benoit because there? I started up and I was like, oh shit. And then it is pointing. Yeah. It's like, well, I got like eight seconds of each of them. That other guy from Japan that they mentioned his name several times over, but we never got to see him. Yeah. But, you know. I, I can't remember his name. And Samu Nishimura. Yeah, Nishimura. Making their way to the ring. It's trivia time. Hey. So this week, the category is What Happened When? What happened when? I will give you an event. You give me the main event from that show. Five points for a correct answer. Three points if we go to multiple choice. The show I need the main event for is the main event three. The main event three. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Sometimes I love uh, random... Random drawing of shows when I know that it's gonna be main have event no clue. I think I remember enjoying watching main events. <sighs> Trying to remember. Okay, that one was that. 
That one was that. What this is all shame. Like, I'm going to have to go to multiple choice, dog. That's tough because now I'm starting to get, like, images of Saturday night's main event thrown in there, too. Oh, yeah, no, this is the this yeah. is the season finale of Saturday night's main event. That's how that worked, right? <laughs> but if I guess and get it right, that means yeah. Michael gets nothing, so I should at least take it to multiple choice so he has the option to maybe get some <laughs> points Maybe get a point and a half, <laughs> 1.5 points. I'm good with multiple choice if you are. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm not yeah. going to gamble like that. All right, going to multiple choice. Your options are Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage. Strike Force versus the Heart Foundation, Ted DiBiase versus Hercules, or Ultimate Warrior versus Dino Bravo. Shit. I'm gonna gamble and go with the tag match, just for the hell of it. Strike Force versus the Heart Foundation. I could see a I could see a a uh, title change on the end of a main event show. Is incorrect. Ah. You can't put Dino Bravo with Dino Bravo. I mean, that could be the answer, but I'm just like... Pfft. So we've got... The strongest man in the world, Logan Dino Bravo. Savage. We've got Warrior and Dino Bravo. And I'm trying to remember the one that's left. DiBiase and Hercules. DiBiase yeah. and Hercules. I also don't know the year either, so... That's, yeah. But, but I mean... I assume, like, probably 89 or something. DiBiase and Hercules would have been around the time of the Million Dollar Championship. I'm just going to go with Warrior and Bravo. It's right. Warrior versus Bravo is correct. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, just knew it when he said it. Like, yeah, that's right. Because that's probably the beginning of them putting so Warrior over, and they're just having them run Savage through. is the main event of main event one. Strike Force yeah. versus Heart Foundation is main, main event, event two? two. Oh wow, you got some sneakies in there. It makes sense for like that because that's Warrior on his way up, just smashing motherfuckers. Not that Bravo's a lot, but he is strongest man in the world. At least that's what Jesse Ventura kept telling us. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I think Jesse's pretty trustworthy. <laughs> Next week, <laughs> SummerSlam 1994. I mean, you know, it's one of the big four. It is. It is one of the big four. So, you know, they typically deliver in some ways. We'll see how this one plates up. Yeah. We're coming from Chicago. Wait a minute. That's not Philly. Oh, wow. That is not Philly. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Chicago is a good wrestling town, a good place for uh, a SummerSlam. Might have to, like, celebrate, make some cocktails or something. Oh, my gosh. That sounds nice. It's not Philly. Yay! User from this week's show is Thunderkiss65. Five, five, five. Yeah. By White Zombie. And Shane Douglas won our main event. What's that's his song? music, really? Are You Gonna Go My Way by Lenny Kravitz. Ugh. You can what do better his, that's than that. what his music was at this point. Really? Yeah, okay. He has a much better that. song still to come. Okay, I don't know what the better song is, but there's a lot of songs better than this one. <laughs> Sorry, Lenny. I mean, you're a, you're a handsome man. Doesn't necessarily mean that you write the best songs. If you like this episode or any of our other ones, please go out there and rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcast set. Do as Michael says. Five stars or no stars. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email us at wrestlinghistoryx at gmail.com. If you correctly guess or tell us the amount of times we said extreme in the show, we'll shout you out. <laughs> Top of the next one. You're going to be more homework? No, I no, no. I have to go and tell No, I mean, if they just answer it all, I'm just, we're just going to do it. We're not going to okay. go back and count them. <laughs> 69, dudes. Nice. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Probably pretty close. 
You can always hit us up on Twitter to give us those answers as well at Wrestling Histo. That's Wrestling H I S T O X. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Extreme! Extreme!